Welcome to Money and Taxes from BB to XYZ. I'm Regina Neenan, Certified Financial Planner. And I'm Jason Spessner, Certified Financial Planner and Enrolled Agent. Now, if you're listening to this episode on its release date, we are just a couple of days away from 2024. So we hope you're having a very happy holiday season. Happy holidays. Before the new year gets here, we want to share what's changing, like new retirement account contribution limits, phase-out ranges, all these fun things, standard deductions. That's my favorite. And, And some more things. I got super excited when I saw some of the new contribution limits for this year. So yeah, I can't wait to share these. These got you excited. I'm excited to hear that. And some things, believe it or not, are actually not changing. So we'll give you a quick overview of what you need to know for 2024. No, Jason, I always listen to the the Marketplace Morning Report, and I've always wanted to say this. So let's do the numbers. And we'll kind of kick it off here with a different breakdown of the generations. Since the contribution limits are based on ages, we're going to start with our baby boomers and Gen Xers, since some of them fall in the 50 plus and 55 plus age range. Yeah, that's right. We have some overlap here. And so we're thinking about things like retirement plan and HSA catch-up limits. So if you think about your retirement plan catch-up limits, that's going to apply to your age 50 plus. If you're thinking about your HSA catch-up limits, that's actually going to apply to your age 55 and over. And we'll bring in the sad trombone here because they're not changing. They're going to stay at $1,000 for this year. But I do have some good news for IRA catch-up limits starting in 2024. Those amounts are actually going to be indexed to inflation. So in increments of $100, those limits will increase in the future. And so you will see some additional catch-up limits coming out in future tax years. And then also for 2024, your employer-sponsored retirement plan catch-ups sticking around at $7,500. But another new change on the horizon is going to be ages 60 and older starting in 2025 will have their own special catch-up amount. So there's going to be even additional tax planning opportunities that are on the horizon again. So those amounts will be changing into the future. And so stay on the lookout for that, our baby boomers, because you're going to have some new opportunities and not all that long. And one more here. This one really applies to our baby boomers, of course, because it has to do with social security, the COLA increase, not a SOTI, but the cost of living adjustment is going to be up 3.2% for 2024. So you'll get a little boost in your social security income. That's right. And it almost seems like a normal number at this point. Because remember, just a year ago, that was up 8.5%. It was a huge, huge increase. Now we're only going up a measly 3.2, but that's still a good boost to that income coming in if you're on social security. And a good sign that inflation isn't as high as it was last year. That is right. Now let's jump to our other section here. Um, Since we're lumping a bunch of our generations together, these are really going to apply to some of our younger Gen Xers who haven't hit that age 50 or 55 marker yet, our Gen Y, our millennials, and then our Gen Zers too, at least some of the older Gen Zers that is. And realistically, this can apply to baby boomers as well. I mean, this is a catch-all as far as all of our other limits go. So for example, our IRA, Roth IRA, and even your backdoor Roth IRA limits, it's increasing by 500 bucks. So the limit in 2023 was 6,500. Starting in 2024, that limit's going up, of course, to $7,000. Would you guess that that's the one that I jumped for joy at? Is that it? You're ready to go yeah. and, and get those extra dollars in. And what are you going to do? You're going to follow the rules. The closest to the beginning of the tax year as you possibly can to make that contribution is where you get the maximization of that. That's where you get the longest period of growth. So on 
January 2nd, Reggie is going to be contributing $7,000 to their Roth IRA. You got it. it. No, Roth IRA all the way. Nice. Nice. All right. (laughs) Another thing to keep in mind when we're talking about IRAs are the phase-out ranges, the range between which you can contribute a limited amount to your traditional IRA and after which you can no longer make a tax-deductible contribution to that IRA. So those are up for individuals by $4,000 on either end of that range. So that phase-out range starts at $77,000 and goes to $87,000. And that's up from our 2023 range of 73K to 83K. And then, of course, if you're married, filing jointly, that's going to go up now. And, and we'll talk about this here in a second. That's going to go up $7,000. So that range goes to 123 to 143000 as a phase-out range. Previously, in 2023, it was 116000 to 136000 Now, why does this phase-out matter? And this is a really, I think, often misunderstood thing about this this rule is a traditional IRA phase out has nothing to do with if you are able to contribute to a traditional IRA. Anyone who has any earned income from, you know, Jeff Bezos down to someone just starting out of school working, you know, at their very first job can contribute to a traditional IRA. The phase out applies for two criteria. One, if you are participating in an employer sponsored retirement plan, you will not be able to take a tax deduction for your contribution if you are over those limits, right? If you are over those amounts. The second side of this is if your spouse is working for an employer that sponsors a retirement plan, then there is another phase out range which would apply to you whether or not you can deduct your traditional IRA contribution limit. So it's all about for a traditional IRA, it's all about deducting that contribution, not necessarily whether or not you're able to make the contribution. Now, At the same time, we have a Roth IRA phase out. And Reggie, why don't you tell us what those numbers have gone up to, which is all about being able to contribute directly to a Roth IRA. Yeah, this does not count for our backdoor Roth IRA folks. And if you want to learn more about that, you should head back and listen to our episode called Roth because it's all about everything Roth. But for our 2024 Roth IRA phase out ranges, those are up for individuals by a whopping eight grand. So if you make between $146,000 and $161,000 in 2024, you can contribute less than that $7,000 maximum to a Roth IRA. And that's up from 138K to 153K in 2023. So those who make a little bit more can still contribute the full amount to a Roth IRA in 2024. Now, if you are married, right? So that was for our single taxpayers. If you are married, those limits have actually increased by $12,000. So now we have a $230,000 to $240,000 gross income limit for married filing jointly taxpayers to both be allowed to make that maximum $7,000 Roth IRA contribution. And that's up from 218 to 228,000 in 2023. So again, lots more opportunity to contribute directly to a Roth IRA rather than having to utilize that backdoor Roth IRA strategy starting in 2024. Yeah. And now we'll get into some employer-sponsored retirement plan maximums. These, you guessed it, are also increasing. Just like our IRA maximums, they're going up by 500 bucks In 2023, the max was 22500 So these are going up to twenty three k. Nice. And if you've been paying attention to some of our recent content about voluntary after-tax contributions to make use for that mega backdoor Roth contribution, right? This additions limit, the thing we've been talking about that is the limit or amount that you can add to your 
401k or employer-sponsored retirement plan in total, that's actually going up to $69,000 in 2024. So now we have an even more mega backdoor Roth contribution possibility with that new additions limit. And if you are a baby boomer or a Gen Xer who is taking advantage of the catch-up contribution there, you can actually put a total of $76,500 in your employer-sponsored retirement plan in 2024 if you are taking advantage of those voluntary after-tax contributions. There is going to be some 50-year-old out there who's going to put $76,500 into a Roth balance in 2024. There's probably going to be hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands that are able to and hopefully do it, but that is going to happen. And just imagine that that is 10x nearly the regular Roth IRA contribution in just a single year's worth of funding. It's pretty incredible. Well, then you add on backdoor Roth contribution to that and you're over 80K in Roth balance that you can add in 2024. That's that's huge. And that's all tax-free. Like, think about it. You're 50, you retire at 60, you go on and you have a 30-year retirement. You got that big old tax-free pile of dollars. It's just incredible. Do that for 10 years and you've got almost probably well over a million dollars in Roth balance. But it takes a lot of prudent planning and a lot of getting after making sure that you're making those contributions and, and executing the strategy. And some, you know, fingers crossed that the markets perform well. So we get that nice increase on top of the contribution. But we can always hope, right? You can grow those dollars in any one of a number of different ways. But yeah, absolutely. If you are invested, you are looking at long-term trends, you're taking risks to earn the reward of return. And hopefully you will have some growth, of course, in your Roth balances in addition to those massive $80,000 plus contributions over that time frame. And hey, look at this. HSA maxes are also going up. Of course, we have the trend here of increasing contribution limits. And so if you are uh, covered by a high deductible health plan, that HDHP, and you are the only person in your tax household covered by that, your HSA contribution limit is $4,150. I don't know where they came up with these oddball limits for HSAs, but that's that's what they're at. And then, of course, if your HSA or your high deductible health plan, I should say, your HSA eligible insurance covers more than one person, right? It covers you and a dependent or your spouse. That limit then goes up to $8,350 in 2024. Those can be as odd as the IRS wants them to be. I'm just happy for the increase. That they're just going up. So was that the other Reggie is excited increase limit there? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Even my partner Zach got excited about that because he has access to an HSA this year and he's singing the praises to his fellow employees. Let's quickly talk about the real long run strategy. If we've talked about this HSA and the S is for saving, remember not spending. So you're saving these dollars and what are you doing? You're trying to pay for those healthcare expenses from some other source, right? Your regular savings account, your income, whatever it is, accumulating those dollars in the HSA, saving the receipt for the expenses, letting those HSA dollars grow. And then a few decades from now, pull out that receipt from 2024 that you paid the podiatrist to have the bunion taken off or whatever it was. And I don't know why I came up with that example, but in either case, you are able to get that reimbursed tax-free decades from now while you've allowed that money to grow completely tax-free. It's, it's a pretty incredible super triple tax advantage account that a lot of folks just need to execute the strategy, make the most out of that HSA. Or as Zach loves to repeat back to me because he's learned so well, he's going to save it for a healthcare need in retirement so he doesn't have to worry about doing the shoeboxing, which is another great opportunity. Totally. Because it's not like you're not going to have 
healthcare expenses when you are older, right? You certainly will. Of course, we we all do. Yeah. And before we wrap up today's episode with today's takeaways, we're going to get into some interesting changes for just about everyone. Well, our younger Gen Zers who maybe aren't filing their own taxes yet don't need to apply. But Jason, I'm going to let you share about standard deductions for 2024. Now, the thing about standard deductions, and this is sort of the thing I think gets overlooked often, right, is when you think about itemizing your deductions, you have to keep track of all these expenses, your medical costs, your that you're not reimbursing from an HSA, right? But your medical expenses, your taxes that you've paid state and local taxes, your uh, mortgage interest, your charitable contributions, all of these things, you add them up and you say, okay, I get a tax deduction. Now, if they are less than this standard deduction, what it means is you're actually coming out ahead with the standard deduction. It means that you are getting a tax deduction that exceeds the amount of money that you spent out of pocket in a lot of cases. Now, the state and local income tax limitation that is a part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, that has changed the calculus on that sum. But in a lot of cases, these numbers are going to work out to your advantage when you're taking that standard deduction. So if you are a single taxpayer, your standard deduction in 2024 is going to be 14600 bucks. That's $14,600 of money you don't necessarily have to spend, but you still get to take off of your gross income before you determine your taxable income. If you are a married filing jointly taxpayer, your standard deduction will be almost thirty grand. It's going to be $29,200. Again, a pretty big deduction there. And of course, if you're head of household, you also get this sort of in-between deduction, right? So a head of household taxpayer will get a standard deduction of $21,900. So this is all great when it comes to us filing our 2024 taxes, but Jason, why does it matter right now? Why do we need to be thinking about this when we're preparing to see our income, make our retirement plan contributions, do all the stuff in 2024? Well, I mean, think about this. If you are trying to figure out where your income is going to fall in taxable income brackets, if you're not maxing out your 401k, for example, if you contribute more in 2024, maybe that will keep you out of a higher tax bracket. I mean, it's really just about looking at where your income is going to fall and how it's going to affect how much tax you're going to pay. Now, we have a, a really interesting progressive tax system where each dollar is taxed at a progressively higher tax rate. And when you cross that line to the next tax rate, it doesn't mean that everything is now taxed at that new rate, but those new dollars are. So one easy example is if you're in that 24% marginal tax bracket, which is sort of like the 22 to 24% tax bracket, it's a massive, massive amount of money for a single taxpayer or a married taxpayer that is all taxed at pretty much the same rate, 22 to 24%. It's you know 23% on average. But as soon as you go above that threshold at the top of the 24% tax bracket, all of a sudden, then you are actually looking at paying 32% on those dollars. And when you think about that, that is a 33% relative increase, right? You've increased your tax rate on the next dollars by a third, just going over that hurdle. So just keeping dollars out of that bracket, for example, that's a huge tax planning opportunity. So if it's just maxing out the 401k, if it's increasing, for example, some contribution that ultimately is deductible, whether it's you know a charitable contribution, whether it's you're paying for some medical expenses, whatever they are, that is a good opportunity. The sooner you start, the better. And the sooner you start planning for 2024, the better. If you're listening to this around the time of the release, you have a couple more days left in 2023 to really lay out 2024 expectations, make your plans, lay out your budget, make sure everything's going to work well together. And if we're a couple days into 2024, it's only a few days. You still have the rest of the year to plan for. So get started now so you can make the most of your year. 
So with that, I'll lead us into today's takeaways. Lots of changes are ahead for 2024. So plan now to make, for example, those higher contributions. And take advantage of the tax planning and saving opportunities. As you make those contributions, consider where any pre-tax contributions along with that standard deduction might land your tax situation in 2024 and see what you can do now, right? See what you can do in the coming weeks and, and months that are early in the tax year so that your taxable income will land where you want it at the end of the tax year. And our last takeaway, have a happy new year from all of us here at Financial Planning Fort Collins. That's right. Happy New Year. May the new year be very prosperous for you. And of course, happy tax planning as well. (laughs) You just had to sneak that one in there, Jason. Of course. Now, if you have an idea for a future podcast episode, or if you want to share feedback on today's, reach out to us. You can email money and taxes from BB to XYZ at podcast at fpfoco.com. You'll also find that email in our show notes. This episode was written and produced by me, Jason Spessner. And me, Regina Neenan. I also edited the episode. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Jason Spessner and Regina Neenan are investment advisor representatives of Financial Planning Fort Collins, a registered investment advisor. The information in this podcast is provided for general educational and entertainment purposes only. It may not apply to you or your specific circumstances and should not be considered financial, investment, or tax advice.